Oh, wait, no, wait, you're kidding. He didn't just say what I think he did, did he? And Dr. Dre said, nothing, you idiots, Dr. Dre said. I'm back. The real Slim Shady is back. Uh, I've got to be honest, I thought that song was the one where it goes, uh, guess who's back, back again, Shady's back, but I think that's probably the return of the real Slim Shady. Anyway, I'm back from the Edinburgh Fringe, much like Eminem was when he put that single out, I'm back from the Edinburgh Fringe, I'm back doing circuit comedy gigs, take your Edinburgh Fringe, but give me a golf club in Leeds performer to 40 white people and it might just be 40 white people but that 40 white people they've got a shared interest and a shared passion not for comedy but for golf and that's I'm performing comedy alongside that and I'm happy to do it I'm back from the Edinburgh Fringe I really appreciate people sticking with the podcast I've not done one for four weeks because no five weeks because I was on holiday before that four weeks of no podcast and that's a great thing about podcasts isn't it it's there if you want it, you know? If you if you want to find it, you can. It's there. If you want to seek it out and listen to it, they're all back there, you know? And if you don't want it, it's still there. I'm still putting it out on all the platforms, on all the forums. I'm still posting it. So actually, you, you do actually need to avoid it if you're not interested in it because I am pretty much prolifically posting it everywhere. It's my third Edinburgh. Third Edinburgh completed in three years. My third hour show in as many years. Prolific, some would say. Not in the sense of like a Premier League striker being prolific. If a Premier League striker scored one goal a season, that's not very prolific. But more of a sense in like a serial killer way. You know, if that Premier League striker was to kill one prostitute a year, you'd say he's a prolific serial killer. So in that sense, I'm prolific in terms of I do one heinous thing a year. And that, the last few years, has been the Edinburgh Fringe. It's it's good, the Edinburgh Fringe. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And this podcast, I just, I just want to um, to enlighten people about the Edinburgh Fringe and the process and what it's like, really. I, I have a great time up there. I really do enjoy it. Um, people always talk about the cost and how expensive Edinburgh is for a performer. And if anything, I I want to see it, see it get more expensive. I think we could make the Fringe more expensive. In an ideal world, you want to price people like me out of it completely. You know, in a dream world, I'm not there at all. Or people of my kind aren't there at all. You want to price us out of it completely, in my opinion. My room, also, let's see who wants it. You know, my, my room to perform in for 26 nights was £2,400. Put that up to ten grand, and let's see who really wants it. Who's going to remortgage their house for a shot at being on the next series of Roast Battles on Comedy Central? Who really wants Who's going to pawn an engagement ring? To be seen by a Radio 4 producer. Who really wants it? Uh, ultimately, uh, Edinburgh for me, career-wise, completely futile. Great great fun. But I'd have been better off economically to have recorded my jokes on my phone, paid a producer six grand and said, listen to this. And that would have been one more industry person who heard my jokes than did in Edinburgh Fringe. But is it about that, you know? I've got a room, 50 people in that room every day, laughing at my jokes, you know? And is that is that what it's about? You know, is that more... No, it's not. Because none of those 50 people have got production companies. Get out. I'd rather perform to one producer who could change my career than 50 paying punters. Genuinely. So, first thing, cost. Let's get the cost up. That's one way to make it better. Second thing, 
This is a big problem with the Edinburgh Fringe, but not just the Edinburgh Fringe. This is kind of life in general. Uh, whenever I've been to big events, the thing that generally lets these events down are the general public. The general public do, just just spoil things. They're just not that. They just they, you never get what you want from the general public. They, they just don't. They're just not that intuitive and. They're just not that bright, the general public, I'm afraid. Proof of it would be... So, I, I, every day for my show, I, I flyed in front of a sign. and I stood in front of a pub flying my show. And behind me, there was a sign, and it said, Posh and Shite Cocktails. And the amount of people that would walk past that sign and laugh at that sign and take a picture of it and thought it was brilliant. You're at the biggest arts festival in the world, and you're taking the you're taking a picture of a chalkboard outside of a pub. Pull yourself together. Looking back now, I'm actually questioning whether they're laughing in my face. I, I don't know. It, maybe it's just a coincidence that board was behind me. But come on, my wife does the same thing. We'll sit through an hour of award-winning comedy, put on like a, a, a critically acclaimed film. She's not laughed once. We go on a fucking guided tour of London dungeons. And some 18-year-old holding the umbrella above his head, giving the tour, makes some joke that has been scripted. She's in bits. She's bent over double. This is what we're dealing with. The amount of gigs I did in Edinburgh where there'll be a, like 50 seats in the middle. The audience will walk in. They'll get a stall and sit like adjacent to the stage. Just not in... Like, what are you doing? What is wrong with these people? Honestly, it... It baffles me. It absolutely baffles me, the general public. Like the like the football, for example. I, I I love football, but it's ruined. I whenever I've been to a football match, it's always ruined by some idiot behind me with his shit opinions. That's not what I want. Football would be better behind closed doors and just televise it. Everybody has to watch it in a pod. They can't interrupt because it's just stupid opinions, and that's that's the general public. So that's here's here's. Just and they go to the wrong shows. The public, you know, they come. Basil Brush sold out every day in Edinburgh. Basil Brush with adults. What is wrong with people? If you want proof that the general public are idiots, in a supermarket, the things on the middle shelf, the things at eye level, they're the biggest sellers. They're not necessarily the best product, but they're the biggest sellers because the 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 brands pay for their for that shelf space. All the public have got to do, they've got to just tilt their eyes half a millimetre up and they might see a better, cheaper product and they don't do it. And that is essentially the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, point three, the big thing that people talk about at Edinburgh are the critics, so reviewers. Now, my opinion about reviewers, it might be different to other people's. I actually, um, I cut reviews a lot of slack. You know, that they're trying to, they're trying to make a career the same way that we're trying to make a career as performers. And sometimes they get it wrong. You know, like think comedians listening to this. Think about how many times you got up at a new material night and you've thought something was going to work and you've told the joke or you've told the routine and it hasn't worked. Well, that's the same for a reviewer. They're not going to get it right every time. They're improving. If that reviewer came back and reviewed your show again in five years, they'd do a better job of it. And it just, it's hard. And people, the other thing people say about reviewers are, oh, it's just, it's just a student with a blog. Fair play to them. 
They're the ones I've got time for. Do you know how hard it is to maintain a blog? How many people have started a blog website and have never filled, never completed one blog? I started a blog website once. I did three. I'm still paying for the domain name. I can't even remember what it is. If I, I'd, have to, I'd have to go onto Google and just scroll past all the all the kind of articles about me being the future of comedy. Get down to the one where, and it's my blog. It's hard to maintain a blog. Good luck to them. The ones I've got no time for is is like the broadsheets, the legitimate critics. That's that's the ones I've not got time for. You know, the country's burning. Prince Andrew's a nonce. And you're in the Tron in Edinburgh reviewing some sketch group. Get a grip. That's what I've not got time for. So listen, I'm back from the Edinburgh Fringe. Sorry if it's a bit ranty, this one. I'm uh, I'm just tired. I'm uh, I'm not, I'm not tired. I'm tired in the sense that I've... I basically treat Edinburgh like a stag do for a year. I'm just... I, I always moan about I can't afford PR, can't afford this, can't afford that. Get up there and spend about two grand on Blue Moon IPA. So I can't complain. I had a great time. I'll be back there next year looking to spend. I reckon I can lose even more money next year, and that's my aim. I want, I want, to, I want this dream to drive my family into the ground. And, that, and let's, let's see who really wants it then, as I say. So thanks for listening. Uh, keep downloading. Keep subscribing. I can you subscribe on this? I think you can. Um, and I'll speak to you next week. We're back every week. Wait there. Uh, wait there. Stay there. Stay with me. Stay with me, guys. See you next week, lads. Oh,